0: So, welcome to another edition of Malachi's Podcasting Network, and I'm going to be discussing the college football playoff. That's this upcoming Friday with my boy Jared. This is Jared. I'm going to be uh, helping Malachi break down the college football playoff for y'all today. So, um, the most intriguing matchup, in my opinion, is going to be the Michigan versus Georgia matchup. And we also got Bama and Cincinnati, but. I think Georgia and Michigan is going to be kind of more exciting. So, like, what's your uh, input on that?
1: Well, yeah, obviously, um, me being a Michigan fan, I'm I'm going to be a little bit biased uh, on my opinion towards this game. But um, I think it's going to be a lot more points than people think. A lot more points are going to be scored. Both teams got great defenses, but – people don't realize there's only one team in the country that has more explosive plays than Alabama, and that is Michigan. So I think that's going to play a huge factor against the Bulldogs' historically
0: good defense. For sure. Um, On the other side of the ball, they got Michigan defense. So it's with Aiden Hutchison, David Ojabo, Daxton Hill, uh, Josh Ross, I think his name Brian Hawkins or something like that. Brad Hawkins. Brad Hawkins, yeah. So, Michigan has a pretty uh, solid front seven, and they have a good back end, better than previous years, in my opinion. So, um, I just feel like Georgia don't have the uh, offense that Bama has. So, I think it would be Michigan and Georgia, like, they're very, like, similar in a way. They're very similar teams. I, mean, I think Georgia, to
1: beat Michigan, they're going to have to score at least 35 points. And I don't see that happening. I know some of the SEC people said they're, they're going to try to neutralize David Hutchinson, or not David Hutchinson, uh, Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo by running right at them. But um, Ohio State tried that a little bit, and they, they, they couldn't. You just can't. Ever since that Kenneth Walker game, you can't run the ball on Michigan. You're going to have to throw the ball 50 times, and I don't think that Stetson Bennett is capable of doing that at a high level, especially against Michigan's secondary. So, um, I don't know. I'm I'm expecting Michigan to win by double digits. I've been trying to find that on FanDuel so I can make me some money,
0: but they they ain't got no faith in my boys. With Stetson Bennett – I feel like they should have played JT Daniels to have a better chance to win. I feel like JT Daniels is a better thrower than Stinson Bennett. You could say Stinson Bennett is more mobile, but JT Daniels, if y'all give him enough time to stand the pocket, he definitely could pick a defense apart. You look at last year, he was throwing for, I think it was a couple games where he threw for like 400 yards during the COVID season. So it was like, yeah, he was going crazy. I don't understand why Kirby's not giving him a chance. It's like he got something against five star quarterbacks or something. Man, they had that
1: problem Justin Fields and dipped out on him. Hey, they started Jake Fromm over Justin Fields. That's ridiculous. But, shoot, we'll take it. Stetson, he played good enough to beat the teams that they played throughout the season, which um, they were dominant, but honestly, not that impressive to me. I think their best win all year was Clemson. And And Clemson
0: didn't even have an offense. In a game which Georgia failed
1: to score a a touchdown. So, really a game that could have went either way. And we're looking at a Clemson team that's not the Clemson that we usually are accustomed to. A team that I would probably compare to maybe Penn State right now. Not like they beat teams like the Alabamas or the the Floridas of the past or the Clemsons of the past. Obviously they put up dominant numbers on defense, but who have they really played as a good offense to test that defense? And Alabama was was that team and we see what happened. So Forty one points surrendered. Forty one points. If I was a Georgia fan, I would not wanna see Kay McNamara, JJ McCarthy, all three of them running backs all the tight ends and receivers. Uh, one thing I really wouldn't want to see is that offensive line. Cause I know Georgia is great at stopping the run, but they ain't seen the best offensive line in the country yet. And that's the most important position in football. So that's going to play a huge factor in this game. Georgia's front seven versus Michigan's offensive line.
0: That's, that's going to be the key, a big key factor in this game. Michigan's offensive line is very physical up front. It's the most physical offensive line I've seen in a while, to be honest. Probably since the year LSU won the natty. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's definitely an old school offensive line. And the offense they run with Hassan Haskins, that old school type running back, You get him in the backfield, third and twos, he's pushing forward getting that first down. And they, they make holes for guys like Blake Corm to Jet out and go 80 yards for touchdowns. And we've seen, we've seen against Ohio State and against Iowa. He had that 50-yard run against Ohio State. And that big 70-yard touchdown against Iowa, he wasn't even healthy those games. We're going to see Blake Coram with a whole three, four weeks of rest, fully healthy behind that offensive line with the addition of Donovan Edwards now, the, the freshman, and the son Haskins who've been toting the rock all season. So it's going to be...
0: It's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. Also, um, on the other side with Georgia, they have some good running backs too. Now, like we can't sleep on Georgia's running backs. <laughs> they have Samir White. Um, they have McIntosh, and I forgot the other dude' name, but I know I've seen like oh, I think his last name Cook. That's his. That's his last yeah, name. Yeah. Yeah. The big guy. Yeah. So um, those dudes could could put the they could lay the wood. Like they they could hit especially when they're on the run. So it's definitely going to be so, like, interesting to see in a way how how they're going to line up against that Michigan defense, I could say.
1: Yeah, I agree. Georgia got some weapons too, obviously. They had the most five stars out of any team in the country, so they have talent all over the field. So Michigan will have their hands full trying to stop them, but I don't know. I've seen... We got a lot of film on Georgia, and a lot of stuff that you see is that defense is being dominant, and that offense doing just enough to get by. And against Alabama, just enough to get by didn't cut it. And Michigan is another team. I'm not gonna say they're Alabama, but very similar to Alabama, where you can't do just enough to get by and expect to expect to win, expect to get a win. Especially the way they've been clicking these past few games, where. The problems earlier in the season where was they, they they would go down the field, and then they get get in the red zone and they have some struggles uh, against Ohio State and against Iowa the last two games. We haven't seen them kick a field goal. This all it's been 12 touchdowns, all big plays, big long drives sustained. And even then, it, we saw Kay Magnamer make some mistakes in the red zone interceptions in both games where they could have had even more points in those games. So we're seeing Michigan's offense explode against great defenses. Not quite Georgia level, but Iowa's what, probably the third best defense in the country. Ohio State hadn't been great all year on defense, but they got a lot of talent on that side of the ball. So we're going to see a very confident offense going against a loaded defense.
0: I think, yeah, Ohio State has been mediocre these past two years on defense. Hasn't been as good as we've seen, especially with back in 2019 when they had Chase Young and Okuda and all those dudes. Yeah. That was the best Ohio State defense I saw. So
1: Yeah, they've had some, some talented defenses. Chase Young, Okuda, and they had Bosa, right. and Josh Perry, and then... Oh, Brian Shazier If you go even further back So a lot of A lot of talent Coming out of that place
0: <clears throat> And I feel like Ohio State Just thought They was going to do it just, just enough to get by And they didn't get by So
1: Yeah they got They got Dominated that game That Start to finish They just Got dominated And they got Eaten alive By the big house crowd Basically It wasn't Wasn't ready for that. But if you look at um, this Georgia-Michigan matchup, you look at Michigan on offense, Georgia on defense. You got the best in the country going against the most explosive in the country. You look at Georgia on offense, Michigan on defense. You got the best pass rushers in the country and the top 10 defense in the country going against the offense that we have a lot of question marks about. Yes, they have talent. They got the tight ends, the running backs. They got some explosive receivers. But will that line be able to protect Stetson better enough and keep him comfortable against that pass rush? That's where the question mark lies. And I think that's, that's another key factor in this game is that the only weakness out of all of these teams could probably say is, is Georgia throwing the ball downfield. That's no, true. No other
0: weaknesses throughout the game. And it's crazy because K. McNamara, Macken, I definitely believe he's a better QB than Simpson Bennett. I don't think he's the type of QB to like, that's an elite elite, but he's still like solid enough to, to win you some big games. And he has shown that recently with Ohio State and with Penn State because all Michigan teams would have folded against Penn State the way that they was down at, like, half or something like that when they, like, down. No, it was – It was
1: up, but, like – Well, he gave up that he, – he got sacked, fumbled when it was 14-14. Penn State took the lead with a field goal with about five minutes left, and Michigan just – they went straight down, and they got that big play, throw to Eric Yeah. and that was basically the game-winner got the lead, and it was over from there. The pass rush had already took control of Penn State's offense, so with that lead, it was over. But like you said, the difference between K. McNamara and Stetson Bennett, I definitely had more confidence in K. McNamara than I do in Stetson Bennett. To be honest with you, I had more confidence in J.J. McCarthy than I would in Stetson Bennett, and I think if Stetson Bennett was on Michigan's roster, he would be fighting for the third or the fourth string job. They got a guy, the four-string guy at Michigan right now, uh, the guy Bowman, he he started at Texas Tech and threw for over 3,000, 4,000 yards. So they, they got dudes at quarterback at Michigan. And I feel like if Georgia wants a chance to stay in this game, JT Daniels is going to have to be the answer to be able to keep up with them offensively, even with that great defense. They're not – we see how – them playing from behind is not something that they're good at. Alabama showed that. And even that's even with it. Bama going down 10-0 early to Georgia. Georgia started out with a lead in that game. And we don't often see Michigan give up early leads as uh, for a while they were the only team to not trail in the first quarter. It was them and Georgia. And then, uh, Georgia ended up trailing, Michigan kept that streak going for quite some time. And still, I think still to this day, they haven't given up a touchdown in the first quarter yet. So very consistent on both sides of the ball for Michigan. Um, We're just gonna have to see how this game plays
0: out. It, it, it'll be interesting though. Yeah. So, um, on to like Bama and uh, Cincinnati. So, I don't know too much about Cincinnati, honestly, but I have seen that they are thirteen and zero. They beat the teams they were supposed to beat. Sometimes they didn't look good and it was ugly. But thirteen and zero is thirteen and zero. They won all the games they were supposed to. I could say they play nobody, whatever. But. Like that. They're the first group of five team in the playoffs, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, Cincinnati versus Bama, definitely a less intriguing matchup. Um, is Cincinnati capable of beating Alabama? Personally, I don't think so. I know they got a great quarterback, I know they got some guys on both sides of the ball. Um, I know they beat Notre Dame. So.
0: At Notre Dame.
1: At Notre Dame. But I also know that they uh, were a fumble on the goal line away from losing to Tulsa. And they were close in some of these other games against some of them smaller teams. And if Cincinnati gets whooped on, like I think they will, I think that puts an end to the 12-team playoff discussion. It puts an end to it. Because if they get blown out out of the semifinal matchups, it's been 16 matchups so far. 13 out of those 16 have been 20-plus point blowouts. They've been three close games. Ohio State-Clemson, when Justin Fields threw the pick in the end zone. Uh, Baker Mayfield versus uh, Georgia in in the Rose Bowl. And I still can't think of what the other one is, but I know Alabama, Clemson, 45
0: to 40, 2015. Okay, yep, yep. That was uh, Kelly Bryant? No, uh, Deshaun Watson. When Kelly Bryant played, that's, that was in the Oh, no, that bowl. was a championship. We, we talking about... I'm talking about the, the first-round match. Oh, you're talking about the first-round matchups?
1: Yeah, first-round matchups. Oh, uh, I only. can't
0: think of the other first-round matchups. There's only three of them
1: that have been close in, in out, of, out of 16. So that that kind of shows like this playoff, it might it might be more exciting than the old BCS, but the old BCS might have been the way to go because you see in them championship games we've had some classics, close games. Oh no, it was a uh, not I think about it, it was Oklahoma versus Clemson.
0: No, Baker cause, Mayfield. No, because Clemson blew them out. It was 15 to 37. Really? Oh it was God. 17 to 37. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we can't
1: even figure out what the close game was, but um, yeah, it, it, it's coming to show that usually the best two teams are head and shoulders above the rest, and a four-team playoff, a 12-team playoff always sounded exciting, especially being a Michigan fan and never, never was part of that four, but would definitely be in if it was 12 every year, but fact of the matter is, when these top teams actually play, they're not sleepwalking through, like Bama, for example, sleepwalking through games against Arkansas and Mississippi State, not really caring, you know, it's a dub, it's a dub, oh, we we win by 20, win by 14, win by 7, what's the difference? And then when they they go up against one of these teams like Georgia, and they get up for that game because they got the quote-unquote number three, number four, number two team coming in, And they beat the brakes off of them. That just shows the difference in talent between a lot of these teams and and how big that gap really is. And I feel like we're going to see that again with Alabama versus Cincinnati.
0: It might be over by the end of the first quarter. I personally think Cincinnati has a chance. Because, honestly, if Bama sleepwalks, they're, they're in big trouble. They are in big trouble if they sleep. Well. It depends what Alabama shows up. Will Alabama other SEC championship game show up? Now if that game, now if that Alabama shows up, yeah, it's over by the first quarter. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah. But if we see the Alabama that was playing Auburn, it's right. it's over since he's winning.
1: I ain't gonna say over because at the end of the day, Bama still came out on top of that game. But Auburn yeah, doesn't was. have an
0: offense though. Don't Auburn does not have an offense, they had a quarterback that was limping his ass off every play, so it's like Cincinnati was going to have Desmond Ritter, and it's and that's going to kill them in a tight game. I still think it's going to be tight because of the talent difference, you know. So,
1: When well, I look at Alabama, the teams they played, I look at Cincinnati. If I go through Alabama's schedule, I can name probably five teams that. Cincinnati wouldn't beat. Where did the five teams are? I know Ole Miss for sure. Ole Miss beat Cincinnati. That's understandable. Uh, probably handily. Matt Corral, uh, I think, would shred that defense. Yeah. I think. Um, I think Mississippi State would do the same thing. they're they got a pretty good quarterback, good passing game, decent defense. I think Texas A&M would Yeah Would Pound Cincinnati I guess not five I would say those three for sure But teams like Auburn I, Cincinnati do, do, they, do, they, do they Do they beat them handily?
0: Does Cincinnati beat Auburn they, I handily? Think, I think they will Auburn lost to Houston Which the team Cincinnati Blew out in the championship True That's a good point But that is an Auburn team that you know,
1: I was playing in a bowl. They really don't. Bo Nix transferred already. and
0: Bo Nix was injured anyway, yeah. so it didn't even matter. Yeah, true. Auburn didn't really have nobody this year, honestly. But if we look at Cincinnati's schedule,
1: and I know it always comes back to this poor Cincinnati, who you know, they don't play anybody. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is, if Alabama has Cincinnati's schedule, we'd be talking about them as the most historically good offense ever because they'd be averaging 70 points a game, and they'd be such a great defense because they'd be only giving up 10 points a game. You know, Notre Dame, I mean, we, we see what happens in the playoffs often when Notre Dame gets that Bama matchup, and it's never pretty for Notre Dame. John Madden just died.
0: Dang, John Madden just died. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Somebody was just saying how that
1: documentary came out while he was alive, and they said that's that's bad luck. Wow, that is crazy.
0: If y'all know Matt, y'all Madden, man, the man that made Madden just passed away. We're watching ESPN right now. That's wild, bro. Eighty-five. That is crazy. So all my football fans out there. Man, that's insane. But yeah, I feel what you're saying, though. I mean, with the um, Alabama situation, it's crazy because I was watching a video earlier on YouTube when they were talking about... Um, it was like the regular ESPN show. Um, they had like Marcus Spears and like uh, Stephen A in them on there. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, there was like... um doing a preview of the Alabama Cincinnati matchup kind of like what we're doing but anyways there was like um, Will Anderson the uh, linebacker from Bama that said how Will Anderson was talking about how how Alabama's being disrespected how Alabama's being the underdog like honestly I don't think they're the underdog everybody in America knows Alabama's probably gonna smack these dudes but we're talking about against Cincinnati yeah about against Cincinnati but at the same time Nick Saban is the one that's Putting that in their heads, like they're disrespecting you, y'all the underdog, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Nick Saban, he's a—I could say he's a mastermind at motivational, like speech. Like he's a mastermind of like just like manipulating them kids into actually thinking, like, "Dang, we really, you know, this is what we really is." Or like when Saban talks about rat poison and all that kind of stuff. So I guess it could put things into perspective. Because you don't want to play an angry Alabama. You know what I'm saying? They don't, come, the they don't come out focused. And you're, you're just going to lose. Like, <laughs> because I remember the Sugar Bowl when Clemson played Alabama Like, the year out to watch and how I beat them. Dude, they came out angry. Like I was watching the highlights and first play of the game, ETN trying to run the ball from a kickoff return. Trayvon Diggs coming out of nowhere just Land a boom. I'm like, oh, yes. And they couldn't go nowhere. Like, Clemson had no offense that game. It was just all over Kelly Bryant getting sacked, getting fumbled. Yeah, like, I remember that. Man, that was crazy. It was, uh, yeah, it was,
1: that was a pretty uh, dominant win from Alabama. And now that, um, that underdog mentality, that revenge mentality for Bama, that definitely... We don't want to see a Bama team that, that people people are saying is going to lose. It, it's probably not going to happen. That, but being that they do play Cincinnati, are we going to see a team like that or are we going to see a team that's coming in thinking we're playing Cincinnati? We got this shit in the bag. Right. Cincinnati, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, So we really don't know what we're going to get, but I think if Bama got their heads on right, Bama comes in prepared, I think we're gonna see a, a quick, a quick first game, like forty-five to fourteen type of game. Now, if they come in thinking we we got Cincinnati and and uh, it's gonna be easy, Cincinnati come out go up ten-zero like Georgia did. We might have a different story because Cincinnati, that offense gets rhythm. They could score a lot better than Georgia can. Now we saw them last year in the Sugar Bowl go against Georgia. You mean the Peach Bowl? Peach Bowl, Peach Bowl. New Year's Six Bowl game against Georgia, and they uh, they played them real close. Now Georgia probably did have guys sitting out, and it was a weird season. But still, that's Cincinnati versus Georgia in a close game. Do I think that's gonna happen? Friday? Hell no. I think Alabama rolls them, but. You know it's college football. Anything
0: can happen in college football. That's true. That's the best part about college football. I personally like it better than the NFL, so Yep. I agree. So yeah, what's your what's your score predictions? Score prediction for
1: Bama versus Cincinnati. Um I'm gonna say Alabama. 52, Cincinnati 10. Michigan versus Georgia. I'm going to say Michigan 35, Georgia 20. Okay, what, okay. What, what you got? What you got on
0: that? Um, I'm going to say Alabama 42, Cincinnati 17. Then I'm going to say out of Michigan and Georgia. I'm going to say Michigan has about 35, Georgia, 20. Probably saying you said. So, yeah, that's our uh, college football playoff preview, predictions, analysis on what we know. So, yeah, Uh, I'll see y'all next time. Appreciate you for having me on the show, man. Yeah, you already know, bro.